Hello there. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Deck, and I'm joined by Key and Claudia with a K. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about one hour photo. Let's see it, sure. So, who wants to kick us off with this story? I'll do a nice brief one. This movie tells the story of Sai, a man who has observed people very extensively, but in still. Not in motion. So he really struggles to understand other people and he's beginning to fill in the blanks uh, between these still shots that he sees of their life with his own imagination, which is just further feeding into his own delusion as he goes deeper and deeper down this path. Key, you are as reserved and cryptic as Soy himself with this description. Let me fill in a few, uh, few blanks. So it is an early 2000s American psychological thr- thriller. Robin Williams uh, portrays main character Seymour or Cy Parrish, a photo technician at a one hour photo shoot in Savmart. Speaking of blast from the past, you remember those days where you had to wait a whole hour to see the result of photographic endeavours? Real-time capsule from that perspective. Um, anyway, back to the story. So, Sai is a true kind of lonely boy, man, uh, with no family, no love life, no children and the kind of the sense of his life is the work, which he considers a vital service. So real kind of a friendly guy, I want to say, who grows attachment uh, to few customers, especially uh, Yorkin family. Over the years, he became obsessed with the family and even created additional copies of their pictures that are used uh, later on at his apartment uh, to create a shrine dedicated to his beloved Yorkins. However, due to his social reservation, uh, he fails to become closer to them. We follow the story as Sai's obsessions are taken to another level. He does eventually manages to spark a connection with uh, Nina Yorkin and their son and her son, um, sorry. Um, his on-the-job endeavors associated with printing copies of images and give, giving free gifts to customers are discovered by his manager, who, which essentially leads to Sai losing his job. So he is crushed um, as his sole purpose in life has been taken away from him, essentially. He finishes his week at work and then during that, he discovered that Mr. Yorkin, so Nina's husband, has been hiding a dark secret. What could that be? A fair. So, Sai's imagined picture of a perfect family is crushed. So are his emotions. And he flips. So, first, he takes his evil manager for a starter. 
He takes paparazzi style photos of um, his daughter and attempts to print them at his former workplace. This is brought to the attention of his manager, of course, and triggers a police uh, investigation. For the main course, however, he takes Mr. Yorkin and his mistress. Sai confronts Will and Maya during a, a rendezvous in their hotel room, armed with a knife and a camera. Sai forces uh, both of them um, to pose naked or nude in sexual positions while he takes pictures. After the confrontation, Sai notices that the police arrives at the hotel and escapes through an emergency exit. Uh, upon being arrested, he claims, oh, I just took pictures. During his interrogation, we learn that Sai was actually exploited as a child, um, I believe by his own father, um, basically for child pornography. And the kind of affair between Mr. Yorkin and Maya have triggered his past trauma and the urge to avenge affected family members. So we learned that previous suggestions of erotic photographs being taken at the hotel did not actually happen. And instead, Sai took images of objects in the hotel room. So his sole desire was to be part of the family and belong to someone. Um, so from that kind of perspective, I have to say that the story uh, and the way it is shown is an absolute chef's kiss. Uh, it's it's done beautifully. There there are a number of kind of misdirects in it, uh, but overall stunning. Cool. So we'll move on to what we liked about the film. Um, I'll just go first since I've seen this film uh, numerous times in the past. Uh, my co-hosts would have seen this for the first time. So revisiting the film um, again, I just got to say the story is outstanding, I think. It's just a simple, effective thriller. Uh, the pacing is very tight. It's only an hour and a half runtime. And it doesn't really get bogged down anywhere, really. I think the performance of Robin Williams is amazing. It is one of his truly amazing performances. And I, for what he was known before this, with his comedic roles, doing a role like this did show and prove, I guess, that he was capable of much more diversive roles, much more intense roles. It's such a haunting and incredible performance, I think. And at times, it's a very reserved performance. He's giving very little emotion, like, across with his, I suppose, his actions, his words, his body language. But he's still telling his story with it. Uh, he's commanding the screen at all times and finally one of the big things that I really really like about this film and every time I go back to it I kind of think yeah it's just an amazing sequence it's the sequence at the end in the hotel when it's all adding up um, size on the run basically and the two cops are about to chase him down and we kind of get the reveal of the twist um, in a way where we think this story is heading in one direction it decides to head in another but 
let alone the story. It's just that sequence of him trying to make that escape. And I remember I I, I saw an interview years and years ago with uh, the director where it's like he's had people approach him saying, oh, do you think Cy thought he was the hero in that scene? And the director's like, yeah, I guess like he thought he was doing the good thing. And when I see it, there's this image like he, he runs through the hotel and through a, a car park um, where he's then cornered by the police. But how he gets to the end of this car park, he has this look of relief on his face that, oh, I've gotten out. I'm free. And then the cop car just pulls up the light shine and just that striking image of him throwing his hands up in this glaring shot at his face and eyes. His eyes are the most prominent um, part coming across in that shot. Just that kind of haunting, amazing little sequence where it is very well done, but also the musical cue of it is just very, very well done. It's hand in hand for once the cinematography and the music are just working so well together. Um, But yeah, so Keem, what was your initial impression of the film? Well... I actually quite liked how this film uses colour. Very interesting with Robin Williams' character when he's in scenes. I think this quite uh, ties in well with just how closely connected he is to photography and imagery. So some examples are we see white lighting is used in the store where Cy works and at his home. This seems to be his home, the white, clean light atmosphere. We see yellow in a neon parking lot as a stark contrast, which we normally would know, but I think the saturation levels here are turned up quite a bit. It's quite nice for the aesthetic. We see orange lighting in a diner, kind of how warm lighting is used in places to make people feel at home. We see green in the car tunnel, which we have seen sometimes in movies before, but I think in contrast to the previous lighting we've seen in scenes the kind of green hue to this it's not like the yellow and the neon parking it is still different and of course we see red in the processing room a nice use of visual storytelling is we see a crack in the window of size car this i believe is to symbolize cracks starting to show inside himself as he's beginning to overstep social boundaries with the customers he meets in savmart uh you also have such a cool retro like a phone case for a selfie <laughs> using this film. <laughs> and yeah, we know that Sai loves cameras so much, but it's quite interesting that when he is spying on other characters, even if it's not for photography, rather than using binoculars or something else, he uses what he is most familiar with. It's not a typical use of a camera, but because Sai just loves photography so much it kind of makes sense that he would nearly force the usage of this because it's really an extension of himself he feels we also get some interesting drops online so there's one line so says the hell is wrong with these people which is quite a bit of classic hypocrisy coming from this character <laughs> but he's the good guy he's doing the good things in this film right and narratively, I quite like that towards the end, Sai has taken his own advice to take pictures of the, as he calls them, the small things. Stuff that adults neglect, but Sai was reminded of this when he saw the Young Sung 
of the Yorkin family Jacob's pictures as he was processing. This also kind of shows that Sai is still a bit of a child inside. And I really liked how this kind of tied that little bit together in the movie. And Claudia, what did you think of the movie? Anything you liked? Well, I think it's difficult to use phrase like in relation to movies like these um, as it kind of deals with some dark uh, desires and and topics. But I was really impressed with the opening shot of the film, kind of camera pointed at the screen looking at you, which kind of sets the tone for the rest of the story, to be honest with you. It kind of, you know, suggests invasion of space and makes the viewer kind of almost feel uncomfortable and I think um, they've done it really really well and there's also a bit at the beginning where um, Cy or Robin Williams does a bit of a voiceover pictures um, that is kind of you know he says that it's supposed to capture happy moments Uh, it's almost like staging your life free from tragedy um, I only realised now that Sai was in fact relating to his own tragedy um, that he experienced as a child. So that was, a, I'm sure there's a professional term for it, but um, I hope you get the, you get the idea. Like you can nearly predict each step that Sai will, that Sai will make. What we thought will happen did not actually happen. So, for me, um, kind of don't forget about the character change of Sai himself. As we move from him being a kind of alone, a loner, uh, where we feel sympathetic towards him, even though we suspect he will go Hitchcock psycho, uh, we of course have kind of afterwards, we have uh, Sai's perception of himself being the hero and savior of the day for lack of a better term then we have him as a villain since he interferes with somebody's life and causes rather traumatic experience when you think about it we are angry and we want him to be punished then with the last few minutes of the movie uh we are kind of back to feeling sympathetic with Sai due to his own experiences that are revealed about um his childhood and we're in the end we're kind of left with this dichotomy of him being the hero or villain and to this day I cannot answer this to be honest with you and that's actually very impressive about the movie because it does even it's been days since I've seen it thinking back I still am undecided about how I feel about it thank you for that so but Claudia is there anything that you didn't like about the film there's one yucky scene where Sai flips um i think it it is in his dream or something like that i feel it was unnecessary i got what they were kind of trying to do with it but there was no need for that and i was so upset with myself i did not hide on hide under the blanket i mean i did warn both of you that the scene was coming up and i'd give you an option of pausing uh, you silly billies. Uh, well, I was too invested in the story at that point, so I could not miss it. Um, Key, how about you? Any dislikes? Well, one, why is the CAD model of the chair spinning? He's not even using the mouse to do that in the way it would work. And just look at it spinning isn't getting any design work done. 
I'm starting to think this guy is just like faking his career as a leader, as the owner of a design firm. Uh, other things as well. Stealing pics taken from a bathtub is really upping the creep factor there, so I, a little bit too far in terms of that. Uh, one thing I kind of found odd, and this obviously won't be for too many people, but they reference Neon Genesis Evangelion, but they call the character a hero when the model they specifically use is more akin to a monster or a villain, as in that series it literally rips apart as in that series it literally rips a character apart with its own teeth and certainly not something a small child should be watching so more questions about the Yorkin family (laughs) just a little bit maybe Sai was the hero in the end we also see that Sai really made himself at home you know once you've used their shitter that you're real comfortable there but thank God, the home invasion was a daydream. It really pushed that little bit too far for my comfort. I understand it's supposed to kind of give you this unsettling aura with the side character, but there's a point where it seems a bit nearly gratuitous, for lack of a better word. And the on the TV speech to abandon his path felt a little bit too on the nose. It feels a bit more of a tell than a show in that case. But, uh, Deck, considering you feel this movie is underrated, have you found any flaws with it? <clears throat> Lecture. So, you, trying to work out how many times I've watched this film over the years, and I do still think it is quite underrated, but one minor, very, very minor flaw I have with it is just the supporting cast. I just think they're a little bit fine. Um... It's a mixture of the acting and the characters that they have, I find. Um, Like, I know there couldn't have been much done with it. And I know the budget was quite small. So, considering there's a couple of recognisable names in the cast. um, Outside of Robin Williams. I think just the way their characters were, were just very one-dimensional. They didn't really have much more to do. Um, But, like, saying that... Robin Williams is an was an incredible actor, um, and I do think he's part here. If you had a stronger supporting cast, it's very hard to say would have devalued his performance or would have elevated his performance. But um, do you actually know what time it is? It's twelve fifty one a.m. No, it's. 7.51 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it is T... Lloyd. I'm not making you tea. Absolutely unbearable, the pair of you. It is trivia time. Wow. Keem, would you like to do me the honour? I'll kick this off. So, Williams took a two-and-a-half-day training course at an ag facility in California in order to prepare for this role. Williams was also quite serious about this role, but still took time to improv and do comedic takes between scenes to kind of elevate the mood and get along with the crew. Um, But, Deck, any industry secrets you want to reveal? So, there's a very, very small character in this... um, and it's played by Jim Rash, who would have been the Dean from Community. And he's credited as, as 
amateur porn guy. Um, so look, I guess you all have to start somewhere uh, before you're the dean of a community college. In my head canon is the same dude. I, look, <laughs> it adds up if you work out the maths. Like, um, So... Oddly enough, Robin Williams was originally casted as the um, Safat manager, Bill. But after reading the screenplay uh, for a second time, Williams requested a role of Cy. And I'm very glad he did take that part on as well. I think he would have been wasted um, in any of the supporting roles, to be honest. Uh, The director intended the film to be much longer, but the studio ordered it to be shortened. And also, several of Sai's narration monologues were removed and several scenes were reshot with fewer lines. The original version also has an older musical scores that were not used in the final product. A director's cut is not available to buy, but it was shown at the Sundance Film Festival. The studio pulled a reverse Blade Runner and took out monologuing because they felt it was unnecessary. Yes, yes. And I do think the monologues in it are pretty good. Um, and I'm kind of glad they kept it at that. I think this is one of the few instances where the studio was right um, to make a, a few cuts. And originally the character of Cy was written for Jack Nicholson in mind. He turned it down due to seeing it largely as just a repeat of the role of The Shining. And when I heard that, I think the roles are completely different. So I don't know what Nicholson was reading, what version of the script he would have seen at the time. Um, but I'm very, very glad he didn't do it. I'm very glad Williams did get the part. Um, because this, this I feel, would have been better suited to Williams' talent than Jack Nicholson. Williams has a very friendly approach in this film. Very kind of a welcoming approach. But there's always that loose screw. Well, I think if you saw Nicholson and you were bringing your photos in to get processed and it was Jack Nicholson, you'd be like, psycho alert. This is a fucking creep. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's definitely psycho. Like, um, yeah, I could just imagine Nixon is like, yeah, I develop photos. I also work part-time in hardware and DIY as he brandishes an axe. Yeah, do you know, I, I'd be like, uh, no, <laughs> uh, no. But saying that, as I said earlier in the trivia, Robin Williams was going to play the store manager. And if Nicholson was Cy, I would have loved to see the exchanges of Nicholson and Williams. In just even in the film, let alone what it was like on set, the intensity of those two actors bouncing off each other. I think it would have been a very different film. Okay, so my first uh, piece of trivia will absolutely shock you. As the Yorkin family is going over their uh, set of developed photos... Uh, while in their house, they are eating Chinese food and inside of an opened fortune cookie, it reads, someone wants you to be happy. Director Mark Romanek searched through 30 fortune cookies before he found uh, one that related to the film and used it in the scene. Not no. much of a fortune if you're just yeah you're just <laughs> cycling through them, aren't you? Like yeah, I mean, look, you're you you're the architect of your own life. Yeah. Mm. Um, to your earlier point, Key, about the the figure being used, uh, and I'm so sorry I cannot pronounce the, the the word, so I will just call it EVA. 
uh, there's a common rumor that the inclusion of the mass uh, production EVA toy in this film was a creative decision made by Robin Williams. While Robin Williams was genuinely a fan of the series, a DVD commentary of the film by the director, Mark Romanek, shows that he was the one who made the choice uh, to use this toy, not Williams. On to the final verdict. So, anyone that is new to our podcast, just a quick refresher on what our rating system is. So, we have a three-tier rating system. It is see it, don't see it, and maybe see it. So, starting off at the bottom tier, it's a don't see it. We avoid, we just tell you to avoid this film. If we say don't see it, it's there. It's just don't see it. Simple as that. Um, It's not worth your time. It's more than likely not a good film. Or maybe it just wasn't our cup of tea as well. Um... If it's a maybe see it, you can find some good, you can find some bad. It's a very middle tear of kind of a film to watch. It's a maybe see it. If you saw it on television or if you found it on a streaming service, maybe give it a watch. And then our top tear rating is see it. And with see it, it is, well, just see it. We couldn't recommend more to see it. Um, And it is a let's see it sure podcast so if we do give a film a seat we do highly recommend it it could be a masterpiece it could be a classic it could be a new cult classic it could be a new masterpiece but we would advise to see it so claudia do you want to go first yeah sure so for me it's a it's a see it i i completely now understand why you consider this movie to be underrated uh definitely a a steak type of a movie um in this case just a small disclaimer here for our listeners for those who don't know what she means by steak listen to the little listen to the little mermaid episode maybe we should change our rating to steak or burger worth considering uh, but on more serious note um, it is a tough watch um, it does deal with some difficult topics and it's quite graphic at times uh, but I, I sincerely honestly feel that it is uh, Robin Williams best role that really kind of showed his range Keith, how about you for me it is a See it. This is a very well-made movie with an amazing central performance. Unfortunately, it was released in a very competitive year at the Oscars, so didn't quite get the recognition that I do feel it deserves. Like It was competing against Black Hawk Down, Monsters Ball, a Lord of the Rings movie, and Shrek 1, believe it. Deck? Uh, for me, it is still a see it. Um, first time I've seen this film, I was in awe. Um, I think it's a very, very well-made film. But in particular, what Robin Williams' is performance, uh, it is incredible. But no, it is a see it from myself. So, any closing remarks? Uh, for myself, just a small commentary on the movie. I didn't feel fit in with the other parts quite... This film shows classic substitution behaviors in a character quite well. It shows that it shows 
Sai's character replacing his family with the idea of another which he views as ideal. Even replacing the thought of his own mother with a fictional character and picture that he picked up at a car boot sale. Sai also shows signs of an attachment disorder as a result of early childhood abuse and neglect which is further affecting his ability to interact with others and to also understand social boundaries and cues well into his adulthood. This will lead him to interact with strangers more and not quite realise the kind of social breaks. This can come as a result of attachment disorders from early age. But this isn't all together enough to make Sai pass these moral boundaries that he does go beyond. However, on top of this deep trauma, we probably have to add in things that he may well have had some predispositions. And all these things combined led him to make such extreme choices in this film. And I think this kind of goes to say... That sometimes with characters, people might have aspects of these traits. We don't have to jump to conclusions. Just this as a comment on mental health for people. But all these things together, we can kind of see more how all these things can add up and lead sometimes to decisions made. But at the end of the day, there are decisions that it's not the right decision to make. And that's kind of just a small closing part I wanted to say on the movie. And for myself, um, the way I always sum this film up is the late great Robin Williams shines through in an amazing, hidden, underrated gem of a film. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so thank you both for watching this with me again. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, To our listeners, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Let's See It Your Podcast. And stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next episode. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening.